0: You know, tomorrow will be the tenth day. I have a meeting morning and evening tomorrow. Then I'm done. <laughs> Amen. Then I, I deserve a holiday, right? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> yeah, you know um, that happens. It, it didn't occur to me until yesterday. i like, you know, i like, okay, ten days stretch. Glory to God. It happened also in January when I went to where did I go to no where did I go to Jalingo. February, yes. I did like that. They we, 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 Ten days straight. <laughs> you know? The you know, days two two meetings. Glory to God. And um, someone asked me a question. Say, said, how come you, you have something to say every day? <laughs> because I'm saying what I'm told to say. Amen. It's when you're not in touch with who's saying the thing. Amen. That you don't have what to say. Amen. Glory to God. Or we've been talking about the art of prayer, hallelujah, that's the focus. And I just want to bring your minds to some of the very important things that will be happening May and June. Um, for all the ministers, we will center around prayer, New Testament prayers, throughout um, this quarter. Praise God. All right. So we are starting with the art of prayer. And in the morning, I had laid some foundation just for the benefit For some of you that were not here, I might just uh, re-echo some things so it will help me enter other things. Hallelujah. Um, um, A great man of God once said something. He said, I would rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. And uh, that's a very deep statement. Praise God. Alright? You find that Jesus taught his people to pray. Amen. Amen. He sent them to preach. They had to find out how to preach. But for prayer, he taught them. Amen. And um, that, that's very important. So our foundational scripture, we have been using um, Luke 11, verse 1. In 11th chapter of Luke, it says, And it came to pass that as he was praying, he was talking about Jesus, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And in that one verse, we see a lot. We see, first of all, that the prayer of Jesus inspired the disciples to pray. Amen. And as a pastor and a minister, what will inspire your brethren to pray is your prayer. Amen. So the prayer of Jesus inspired them to pray. They wanted to pray like that. The second thing there that we mentioned in the morning is that he said the disciple. One disciple said to him, "Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples." Meaning that first of all, they saw that John's disciples could pray, and I was talking about John the Baptist. His disciples could pray; they were known as people that could pray, and they felt that they didn't—they are not qualified. Not come to that place where they could pray like John's disciples because they were always eating. Are you understanding me? So they said, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Glory to God. So John's disciples were taught. That means that the reason why John's disciples could pray was because they were taught. And then at the same time, the disciples believed that if they are taught, they will be able to pray. That means that the concept that scripture is giving to us is that prayer can be taught and prayer can be learned. Amen. That's why we said it's an art. Hallelujah. You can master it. Amen. You can master it. So prayer can be taught. Tap anybody say prayer can be taught? Say prayer can be learned. Alright. Anything that can be taught can be learned. Is that not so? So prayer can be taught and prayer can be learned. So for us here, we have to understand that wherever you are in prayer, there's something the Holy Ghost can teach you. Amen. Alright. There is more. There is more. Because our desire is to be more effective in prayer. Our impact on earth cannot be disconnected from our prayer lives. Hallelujah. Our impact cannot be disconnected from our prayer lives. I quoted what um, I believe it was Kenyon that said so. He said that every failure in the body of Christ is a prayer failure. Amen. It's a prayer failure. Someone somewhere did not pray. Glory to God. And I said, no believer will desire to pray if he doesn't, if it has not done on his heart the importance of prayer. If it is not, you have not seen how important it is, you will not desire to pray. The only thing that makes a believer desire to pray is that his eyes have opened to the importance of prayer. That prayer is not one of the things you do. It's the breath of Christianity. Are you understanding me? Mean? It's the breath of Christianity. You cannot say, oh, okay, no. You know, some people think that, um, you can do away with, 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 you know, with praying. No, you can't. To show you how important prayer is, God will always mobilize prayer support. There are times where, you know, I was telling a a a, 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 minist- a brother or some minister one time. I said, "See, there are times where things are going on, and you cannot say you were the one praying. But I tell you, prayer was going on somewhere, or prayer had been made before." Amen. There is nothing in the kingdom that moves without prayer. Any motion you see, prayer was involved. Hallelujah. So, we are looking at this scripture. So, Jesus spent time praying. And his disciples wanted to learn how to pray. Well, we saw that they finally learned how to pray. Hallelujah. Because by the time we started reading about them in the book of Acts began to hear about how they prayed and where they were, was shaken. Amen. Before now, nothing was shaken. Amen. Now, when they prayed, things were shaken. And I believe that we'll all live here and things will be shaking. Amen. Amen. Alright, and there's a way man of God used to say it. Now, it's not just you that will be shaking. Things will shake. Amen. Are we together? <laughs> it's not just you that will be shaking. Things will shake. When you finish praying, there will be shifts around you. And in that thing that God has committed to your hand to do. Glory to God. So we, we talked a little about that importance of prayer. How important prayer is. And uh, just to re-echo a few things. The most important thing in prayer is not what you get out of prayer. What you get out of prayer is one thing. The most important thing in prayer is what it does to you. Amen. What it, the effect it has on you. The purple, God designed prayer not just for you to get things but for it to achieve a purpose in your life. Now, let me explain something to you. If you read the writings of Paul, you will find that there's a, a mindset, a belief system that they had, which was consistent with the, the entire Old Testament. Paul, we, um, two scriptures come really to my mind. One is Galatians 4 verse 19. He said, My little children, of whom I travel in Beth again, until Christ be formed in you. Meaning that Paul did not believe that there could be spiritual growth without prayer. Are you listening to me? Paul did not believe that there could be spiritual growth without prayer. So he said, I'll travel in bed again until. That means if I don't, Christ will not be formed in you. That the reason why Christ will be formed in you, why spiritual development will occur in the life of this church, is that I will travel in prayer. Listen to me, pastors. You can strategize, you can organize, if you are not praying. Amen. Amen. The lives of people will not really change. Amen. You can have what I call plastic believers. Are you understanding me? Mean. Plastic. But there is no eternal value in the things that they do. Because the real change that happens is a product of prayer. The next scripture is Colossians 4. It says Epaphras, I think verse 12, Epaphras, Epaphras who is one of you, labor fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. That means that Epaphras had to stand in the gap say, at this church, I mean them, amen. They will grow. That thing that God ordained for them to achieve, I will labor fervently until it is achieved. That means the mindset of this church, early church, was that growth and staying and functioning in the perfect will of God cannot happen without prayer. Are we together? We also look at Romans 8. Verse 28, we love a lot. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, and to them that are the called according to his purpose. But 28 will not happen if 26 has not happened. Amen. Are we together? 28 is a product of verse 26 and in 26 what you see it says likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered that means that it is this prayer amen that brings us to the place where all things that god ordained start working for our good so you see that that one line in matthew 6 that says thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven is the summation of what prayer is Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means something can be in heaven and not be established on the earth. Because nobody has prayed. Robert Lydon, the author of um, God's Generals, he wrote several other books. People know him more for God's Generals. He wrote books about visions. He saw visions, open heavens and all that and all that. So one of the books he wrote, I think I saw heaven is the title. You know, He was talking about, those were one of the early books he wrote when he had that visitation. And then he said, see, he went to a place in heaven, in his experience, and he saw books, pile of books. So it was only what what the books for. So he asked, "What, what books are these? And the Lord said, these are books people have not written because nobody has prayed to collect it. So there are truths. Are you understanding me? They are still stored up. Listen to me. You know, some people think that God is the one that is determining the pace at which the church goes. No. It's the church that will determine the pace at which they we go. As long as God is concerned, he had given them all things that pertain to life and godliness. And that understanding makes you now see that prayer is a duty. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's a duty. Prayer is not an option. It's a duty. And one of one thing a pastor is called to do is to pray. Amen. Glory to God. It's called to pray. The early church understood what leadership was. You cannot, you know, the Bible says I make disciples of all nations. You cannot make the place of making of disciples is in the place of prayer. That's where they are made. Amen. That's where disciples are made. glory to god so um in acts in the book of acts you know they were, they were already experiencing growth we saw the push that they had because of how the holy ghost mobilized them by the statement jesus made when he said tarry ye in jerusalem until you be you due with power so that was a mobilization to pray that means the church itself was born in an atmosphere of prayer so, in that place of mobilization, they prayed and 3,000 men got saved at once. Now, I strongly, strongly believe in my heart that the church today can also have a place where you will pray and enter where 3,000 men will give their lives to Christ in one meeting. Amen. 3,000 men didn't get saved because they printed flyers all over town. 3,000 men didn't get saved because they were on television. No. No. It was prayer. Glory to God. That the hearts of men began to melt. And their hearts began to be drawn. Their hearts were drawn to what was happening in that place. If you read the scriptures carefully it says, And it was noise abroad. There was a vibe that went out that something is happening. See that thing that, is, that makes me feel like something is happening. Something is, it's not natural. It's not natural. Something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. And everybody starts. Yearning for, to know what's happening. There's just, you know, a corporate curiosity. you understanding me? In the hearts of everybody in that community. And listen to me. In our churches, where we pastor in areas we function in, is when we start praying like that, I'm going to say something shortly. When we start praying like that, that's what starts happening around us. Amen. The Holy Ghost begins to awaken curiosity in the hearts of people. That same signboard that has been there since, somebody will now see it and the signboard will say, come now, come inside. It's prayer that starts making all the things around you start speaking. Your flyer start talking. You will see a flyer of a program you printed in 2015 that was under the bed in somebody's house. It has been there since. Then you start praying. Once you start praying, see, the Holy Ghost starts Moving out and looking for avenues for expression, and so the avenue for expression can be that flyer that 2015 that was under the bed. All of a sudden, as you're praying, as you're praying, it's fun that we blow it out, and the person will pick it and it will tell him go to church. But you gave him the flyer in 2015. Are you understanding me? You know that that's the beauty of prayer. I found out that. Even when you pray late. Maybe you also pray last year, you didn't pray. Maybe you also pray last year, you didn't pray. But once you start praying, something starts happening. And the moment you start praying, recovery starts. The best place for recovery of lost time and opportunities is prayer. If you feel that this year you've lost opportunities, you lost time, just spend time praying. As you spend more time praying, you will recover lost time. And I strongly believe there are some people here that are about to recover lost years, lost months. Amen. By the Spirit of God. It's in prayer that you recover lost time. You'll be praying, you'll be praying, you'll be praying, you'll be praying. You discover that, oh, all the things that seem to pass you by is like they will just come into time again and occur. And even be better. When the scripture said in Joel, He said, "The years that the palm worm, the canker worm, the caterpillar have eaten, I will restore unto you." Amen. So that means that there's 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 an avenue for restoration. But I'm telling you that the 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 the, the, the practice that makes that avenue real to you is prayer. In the morning, I said something. I like to repeat it. I said. Anytime God wants to birth something new in your life, the spirit of prayer will come upon you. Now the issue is that some of us will shake it off. Amen. We shake it off. But if you yield to it, that thing that the spirit of God wants to birth will come out. So anytime you start sensing a desire, a hunger to pray, know that God wants to birth something new in your life. Why? Is a principle, is a law in the spirit. As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth. Once travail comes upon you, there is a bringing forth that wants to come out. It's a law. That means a, a bringing forth, something wants to be born. And understand something, oh. Understand something. I used to say it this way. The human spirit is a womb. The human spirit is a womb. It means that heaven from time to time, will impregnate your spirit so that something will be born on the earth. Are we together? And how it happens is that that spirit of prayer will come upon you. Are we together? Now, let let, let me just separate between conception and giving birth. Conception can happen by a word from the Lord to you. Conception can happen by hearing a message. From that moment, something you conceived. An idea. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. Oh, this is going to be done. This is going to be done. But... Between that conception and birth, (laughs) there must be prayer. Amen. There must be prayer. Especially around the time where the thing is supposed to be pushed out. You cannot push out anything without a... You see, as natural things are, so are spiritual things. No child was born into this world without a woman pushing him or her out. Are we together? Are we together? They had to be... In the same way, nothing from heaven comes into this earth without being pushed out. So I want to say prolonged labor. labor, Amen. We cease. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding me? Prolonged labor. There are some of you, you know, you refused to push. Even when the Holy Ghost is taking you to the labor room. Are you understanding me? He's taking you to the labor room. To the labor room. That's the place of prayer. He's taking you there you just stay you stay for 5 minutes 10 minutes you run out again you say ah, let's give back to this thing come inside let's give back to this thing if are you understanding me listen you never lose yielding to god in prayer you never lose i've heard testimonies from some of you here you know different sub- testimonies at different times where we oh, were praying in our church we were praying in our meeting we pray and I'm, I'm, as I'm, you are sharing the testimony. You might even be talking about something entirely different. But for me, I am seeing what actually happened. Amen. And most of the time, there are patterns that have come your way. That if you allow the Holy Ghost, something big will still come out of that thing. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? What I'm saying is that... You say, God... Gave me a cup. And this is how he gave me the cup. You'll be amazed that the way he gave you the cup is the way he wants to give you a sheep. Amen. Amen. But you know, to you it was just the cup now. But the process that produced this cup, that same process, the Holy Ghost wants to use it and bring out because he, he, he the cup was not the cup was not the agenda of the spirit. The agenda of the Spirit is for you to master the process. But you know, you are not focused on the cup. I got the cup. You are saying testimony. I got the cup. I got the cup. Hey, the cup is beautiful. Come and see the cup. But the Holy Ghost, that's not the passion. The Holy Ghost's greatest desire is that he used the cup to help you see process, how it works. And what he's concerned about is for you to master that process. Because every other thing you will produce... It's still that process that will bring it out. Don't take for granted the paths that God has taken you through. He said, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That means there are paths that God has taken you through. There are certain things he wants you to see. And those things he wants you to see, he wants your spirit to be able to reproduce. If something happens again, you can reproduce the same results. I, I made a statement in one message, you know, at one of school of ministry message, and I was saying that, look, even the crisis that you come through in life, things happen to you. Circumstances you couldn't understand happen to you. There is, there is, there is treasure in that crisis. And I'm not talking about treasure in crisis, just that, oh, the, 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 the thing I walked out and became better. No, 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 no. The treasure is that, the thing you lent, what your spirit gained, Through the process will be gold to you forever. We keep talking about this place. The process that we went through. You know, at that time in, at that time, it was a very sensitive moment, you know, even for me personally. At that time, I had to sit down and go back and ask, okay, in the year, so, so, and so, when we did this thing, how did we do it? In the year, so, so, when this one happened, all the things that were big things to us then, are you understanding me? That happened before. How did do it? And I found a—I I saw a pattern. <laughs> Amen. I saw a pattern. I saw a pattern. And you, the Lord will open your eyes. And you will see your own patterns. Amen. All right? You will see them. And you'll be able to know exactly and most of what I'm relating this to is more of the prayer. Amen. Prayers. So we push that thing out. We spend time in prayer, you are praying, you are praying, you're praying, you're praying, you're praying. You You might go out and do what you're doing. You come back, you're still praying. It's just like the thing has not left. It is true that when it takes a long time for a child to be born, there is something about that child. It is true. So I'm saying it is true that when something you want to do takes a longer time than normal, there is something about it. It's no more about just having the thing. It's that God is trying to introduce a new way For someone to learn something. Are you listening to me? And listen. Strongly in my heart, this is one of the things I must say today. Is that the things that God has led you to do, you have been doing them. God will. The word to use is that there will be a new way of success that will come out of that thing you are doing. That means that when you have your own victory, it will not be like the other victory. It's not that you are trying to be different. No, 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 no. God just took you on a different path. Are we together? Let me explain it. Let's use musicians for example. You say everybody that, uh, uh, it gets to become big in, 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 music has to release an album. You will be the first that didn't release an album. Because God will just prove to you that no, 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 no. You can't tie me to one method. You say no. Everybody, everybody that, uh, has to have a, an impactful ministry, has to be on social media, has to be on TV. <laughs> when God will do your own, amen. It won't be with social media. Just, are you getting what I'm saying? Then people now learn and say, Eh? God does like this, so but <laughs> we know one man. Amen. If you read through our scripture, there's always a wild card. Always. Maybe one day I'm going to teach on that. Let me just give you one. Jesus had disciples. (laughs) Are you understanding me? Jesus had disciples. And, do you know that at the time Jesus was functioning, John the Baptist, the word was that he must increase, I must decrease that he may increase. So, the ministry of John the Baptist faded out and the ministry of Jesus came on the scene. Now, there is no story That anybody was holding large meetings anywhere. Only disciples of Jesus, He called them and He sent them out to heal the sick. But on their way, they met a guy that has never been in the meeting. They've not seen him in Jesus' meeting. He has, they've not seen him in, they've not seen him around Jesus. They've not seen him like any of the statement Jesus made on his Facebook page. They've not seen him listen to Jesus' tape. But they saw him also laying hands on the sick and get it. They say, Hey, sha, sha, don't do that. <laughs> You're not part of us. <laughs> then they came back and told Jesus, This is that they were observing. The guy is just doing like Jesus. But it's not one of us. We know ourselves. There's nobody in this in this core that we don't know. Do you know Jesus did not say the guy is wrong? He said, Nobody. Will heal the sick and cast the devil and speak lightly of me. That means he's of me. Amen. It's just that you don't know him. Are you understanding me? That's just one wild card. Though. There are many. I give you an old testament one. Elijah was preaching the gospel. At a point, just say, Look at what I'm suffering for the kingdom. And then God had to tell him, Look, you are not the only one that did not bow down to Balo. Yes, that's not that. There are. So, so number of pro- prophets. Yeah. Elijah did not know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Elijah did not know. That means that those people were not in Elijah's school of prophets. <laughs> Amen. Listen to me. In certain areas, you will be that wild card. Yeah, I'm telling you. You will observe that the thing, this is where everything was going. God will work out something. And in, you know what happens? It's the one that dares to believe that it can happen. Amen. People that grow from 10 to 1,000 and 1,000 to 10,000. The difference between them and those that grow one, two, two and a half, two, three quarters two almost three then three is that the one that grows 100 believes that it is possible amen he believes that it's possible he'd be surprised if it doesn't happen that way what do you believe is possible amen what do you believe is possible what do you believe is possible Hallelujah. I was talking to a young man one time and he shared his testimony with me. You know. And I, it actually blew my mind. You know, there are people that live in Lagos. Um, I can't remember. where. Okay, it was Port Harcourt here. And we're driving towards the airport. I was just thinking about people that live around the airport. You understand that? They live around the airport. They see flights land every day. Flight take off every day. You'll just be looking. They can even just see, Hey, this Lufthansa is coming again. It's mm-hmm. going. But they've not traveled anywhere. <laughs> I understand. They only see people coming and going. They even walk at the airport. They even carry people's bag. And they receive the bag. And they carry the bag. And they receive the bag. They are near, but they will never enter. <laughs> are you understanding me? Now, the testimony is this. This guy was living in his village. He from his village went to America. He has never been to Portacot. The only time he came to town was that he was on his way to America. Are you understanding me? That's like David coming from inside the bush to become king. That's like Joseph coming from prison <laughs> and coming to the the palace. Amen. Are you understanding me? Let your heart yearn for those kind of things. Amen. Let your heart yearn for those kind of things. Let your heart yearn for those kind of things. So imagine you meet somebody in America, he's a Nigerian. And then you say, oh, have you been to Abuja? He said, I've never been there. Have you been to, I said, eh, I've been to Potako Airport once. And that was the time I was traveling. <laughs> I've never been to Lagos. Boys in New York. You understand me? <laughs> he was born in the village, raised in the village. Am I communicating? I, there's a testimony I heard, and when I share testimonies, like it's hey, somebody's own, oh, amen. <laughs> somebody's own, amen. <laughs> there's testimony I heard about. this um, happened in the late 70s early 80s when nigeria where we don't used to um 70s more we, we didn't need visas to travel to europe or something like that you know you didn't need any visa to travel you know there was a time like that i hope you know <laughs> so are you i hope you know there was a time we didn't need visa to go abroad i hope you know that nigerians didn't need visa you just go you just pay for your flights and go you didn't need a visa. So it is possible that it can also change to that time again, amen. Someone should say amen. Huh? amen. There was a time. So there was a, a guy that um how he travelled. Um, I'm trying to cut out the story. It's a long part of the story. Let me just pick out the side way. Some people came from outside Nigeria. They were looking for a man that they read about that um, uses um, I can't remember what he uses to make drums. So they were looking for that man. So they came to Ibadan and they were they came to Lagos. Sorry. Came to the National Theater to ask for the man. And nobody seemed to know the man. So, um, they said, okay, no problem. They now picked a group of people that were going to travel with them. You know, they wanted to travel with the people. So, when they picked, they needed 10 or so people. I'm, not, I'm missing out the story now. 10 of them. When they got to the airport, one of the people they picked was his friend. Aya enemy. It's his friend. So he escorted him to the airport. You know that, I can your friend is traveling. And when they got to the airport, that's when they started asking for their passports, the people that were going with them. Okay, let's see your passport. So when they checked, one of the guys, his passport was not Nigerian. It was a Nigerian, Niger. All right? So they said, no, 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 we want only Nigerians. We want only Nigerians. So they say, you can't go. They said, but they have to be 10. So they look and say, can you go? He said yes. <laughs> At the airport there, he was wearing, uh, shorts and, uh, the top. You understand that? No, just a uh, casual wear, slippers. That's what he was wearing. He said, can you go? He said yes. He said, come and enter the plane. Just like that too. He said, hey, tell them I've gone to London. No? <laughs> 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 That's how he traveled. Tell them I've gone. Bye. Tell them the house I've gone. <laughs> hey. May your heart reach out for the impossible. What men called impossible becomes your new normal. Amen. I said what men called impossible becomes your new normal. I said it again. What men called impossible becomes your new normal. That was it. And I love those kind of testimonies, you know. I love those kind of testimonies. Now why am I sharing this with you? I'm saying that when the, when the Spirit of God starts brooding on your hearts, sometimes He's about to bring out a new testimony. Hallelujah. A new way, a new order of how things happen. That's why it's important to yield. I just spent time praying. I just spent time praying. I just spent time praying. There are people that were meeting in someone's house for church service. That means that they're using somebody's house. They started ministry and they're using someone's house. From someone's house, they got land. They never rented a hall. Are you understanding? So don't, don't get twisted in these stereotypes. Are you understanding me? Mean? It must happen like this. Then it must happen like this. It must not happen like that. tell you, it must not happen like that. (laughs) Amen. It must not happen like that. Glory to God. So, we yield to that spirit of prayer. In Zechariah 12, verse 10, it was talking about pouring out upon the house of David the spirit of grace and supplication. Why was he pointing out the spirit of grace and supplication? He said that they will look upon him whom they pierced. That means that when that spirit of grace and supplication comes upon you, your dependence on God will be more. And it's that trust, that absolute trust, that makes you see things that other people might never see. Praise the Lord. Someone one time Paid, they paid, mistakenly paid money to my account. Um, it was Access, I think it was Access Bank. I was just, I, this was some years ago. I was just somewhere and it was over a million or so. Just hit my account. Boom. And then in two minutes the money went out again. I, I was rejoicing, you know? I was rejoicing that Yes, just there's no accidents in the spiritual. That means that there was million assigned to me. Amen. So it was looking for the nearest way to jump in. Amen. Are you understand what I'm saying? You don't understand what I'm saying. No? <laughs> you had a dream. In your dream, someone gave you five million. You think it's just a dream. That's nothing like just a dream. It means that in the realm of the spirit, five million has come nearer you. Then you start praying. Before ever somebody released 10 million naira to me, it first came from somebody's mouth to say, it, Lord has laid on my heart to give you 10 million, but I don't have the 10 million now. I started rejoicing. That means it has clicked. Are you understanding me? It entered somebody's heart. Means that in the realm of spirit, it has been up. You see, the transaction has already happened. All right, back to the somebody paid in. It was over a million into my account mistakenly, and then I saw the alert coming, and then I saw the alert out. You know, so like, so I was trying to call my account officer. He said um, he'll check and get back to me. Then after a while, he said um, I think it was a mistake. I said, please tell me the branch where it happened. He said Transamerica. I said, tell me the person that he told me. I drove to the place. So I went in and called the guy. I said, you paid. I'm the one you paid money to your account, and he said, oh, it was a mistake. He said, I said it's not a mistake to me because I expect those kind of things to happen. Amen. You understand me? <laughs> he was like, okay, sorry, sorry, he was apologizing. I said because I expect that. are you sure that you were not supposed to leave it in the account? <laughs> we were joking anyway. You know, but are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> what I'm trying to say, I didn't see it as a strange thing that that kind of money entered my account. Amen. I expect those kind of things. I expect that in the month of May, millions will enter my account. I expect in the month of May, unusual things will happen. I expect that in the month of May, God will use me as an example of a wild card. <laughs> Are you understanding me? I'm bringing a new order of how certain things will happen. You know what the Holy Ghost is doing with this now? He's enlarging your heart. Enlarging your hearts. Amen. To accommodate You know, 31 days in May can be a giant leap for you. Can be a giant leap for you. But let me just say this. Don't neglect the prayers. Amen. Don't neglect when the Holy Ghost blows on you to pray. Don't neglect it. Yield to it. Yield to it. There are some believers, the reason why certain things are difficult is because they were not sorted out in the spirit. You didn't sort it out. So, it has to be by the arm of flesh. Are you understanding me? It has to be by the arm of flesh. And then you go there say, Okay, 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 okay. Ah why? It didn't it didn't take time to sort it out. If you're a minister here and you decide that instead of going around visiting people, trying to convince people to sow into your ministry, I know those are going to say I need you to sow into my ministry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can (laughs) spare You can spend time in prayer. Many things can happen. Many things can happen. Many things can happen. A friend of my, um, um, pastors outside Nigeria, he was telling me how he traveled. And um, he said he had gotten the visa. He didn't have money to pay for his tickets. But he spent time praying. He said he didn't know what to do. He said they were selling things to raise money to travel. Are you understanding me? He had visa, but he didn't have tickets. He didn't have money to buy tickets. So they were selling things in the house. Like now fridge will go, gas will go, you understand that? But he said that the more they were selling, because when they sell, they still have to eat while they're waiting to travel. (laughs) Are you understanding me? They still have to eat. So they will not eat and eat the money. And then they will sell another thing. So they're just going, just, you know, you know, just going back, back, back and forth like that. You know, I said this method is not going to work. Amen. He started praying. He's cut out some time, you know, and it's good to learn how to cut out some time and pray. Just shut down everything. You will not regret it. Shut down everything. Just stay and pray. And then he said praying. He said he was praying. <laughs> then the Holy Ghost gave him a name. I love that kind of thing. He didn't, he didn't say he was thinking. Oh, was cracking his head. Ah, if I meet eleven people and collect one, one thousand, <laughs> it will be eleven thousand. <laughs> if I meet twenty-two people and collect five hundred, <laughs> it will be eleven thousand. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Your <laughs> calculation can make you look stupid, eh? He was praying and then a name came to his heart. He said he met the guy many years back. He didn't even seem to know where he would be. That that guy will help you. Two names came. One was for him to get um, documents. The other one was for him to get money. And that's how he went. And the person didn't even argue. They said, okay, no problem, no problem. And give him the thing. Because it was spirit inspired. Are we together? It was spirit inspired. We'll pray. I said we will pray. I said we will pray. Glory to God. Watch someone. You know now I, I I want to believe that when we're talking about praying like this, I'm talking about New Testament prayer. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about gymnastics. And don't get yourself involved in gymnastics. You know what I mean by gymnastics? Turn here, shout this seven times. Turn here, shout this seven times. Turn here, shout this other time, this that, that. After everything you now have headache. That's gymnastics. I'm not talking about gymnastics. I'm talking about what James called effectual fervent. Effectual. The word effectual. I don't overlook it. Effectual fervent. Effectual fervent prayer of the righteous. That's the one that avails much. It's not muscle prayer. No. Effectual fervent prayer. You're, you're in your office. You sit down and say, I'm coming. I want to sort this matter out. As you even doing like that, you feel thirsty. You remember that, ah, you have not called this person, you no. Know? <laughs> are you understanding me? You will stay there. All the thoughts that are coming, you have not called this person, no. You have not drunk water. Is <laughs> Satan. Are you me? Are you me? Yeah. Say, hey, the guy is about to make fire. Amen. Something is about to change here. Listen to me. Hear me very well. Satan doesn't care how many times you sit down, and have meetings, planning for strategy. He doesn't care. Once you start praying, once you start praying, Ask yourself, as a pastor, as a minister, the greatest difficulty in scheduling time always comes in praying. Are you listening to me? Yeah? It's always around praying. You might be surprised that you have time for this, you have time for that, you have time for that. But when it comes to prayer, so many things just come up. It's just like, do every other thing, but don't pray. But I want to tell you what they said in Acts 6, put up verse 4. In Acts 6 verse 4. It says, but we will give ourselves sometimes partially once in a while, occasionally. How? Continually. Amen. Continually. Lift your right hand, and say, I give myself continually to prayer. Say again, I give myself continually to prayer. Listen, anybody that you say, oh, that guy knows how to pray. is because the person has been yielding himself to pray. Amen. There's nobody that when we got born again, this one was made to pray more than that one. No. All of us have prayer in our DNA. Are you understanding me? Every believer has prayer in his DNA. I could prove it to you. He said, we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry. That cry is prayer. We cry, Abba, Father. Every believer, Smith, who preached a message, was in a book, is called the cry of the spirit. Every believer has that cry of the spirit in his heart. For some, they have quietened it. So it's still there. Now let me say something. You know, if a baby is here and the baby is crying and you walk further away from the baby, after a while, no matter how hard the baby is crying, you're not hearing the, are you understanding me? If you walk far away after a while, it doesn't look like anybody is crying, but it didn't change the fact that the baby is crying. That cry of the spirit is there. Amen no matter how long you've ignored it, it's still there. (laughs) Glory to God. It's still there. That's why sometimes, after a message is preached in church, it's awakened again. Amen. It's awakened again. They say, no, I must pray. I must pray. I must pray. I must pray. Then you go, say, oh, tonight, man, I've been stirred up. I must, I must, I must, uh, I (laughs) must... Around four. It'll be as if somebody woke you. You wake up. Ah, I didn't pray. You didn't say of love me, say I didn't pray. Oh, I didn't pray. Oh no. Let me just sleep at once. <laughs> no sir, don't sleep at once. <laughs> don't sleep at once. As you woke up that four o'clock, I didn't pray. I didn't pray. Even if it's, you start praying. Amen. Someone asked me, he said, what if I'm praying and I sleep off? What should I do? I said, when you wake up, continue. (laughs) Continue. Amen. As you wake up, you continue. You continue. You know what you're doing? You are training your flesh. The spirit is willing. It's the flesh that's always laid back. Are you understanding me? But the spirit is always willing. That cry of the spirit is there. The spirit is always willing. Now, every time your body says it doesn't want to pray, does not mean that you shouldn't pray. Praise God. Are we together? Uh, one of our sisters in church was sharing a testimony with me, and I was really inspired because I, it's not someone I knew to be praying. Are you understanding me? It was recently some things had happened in her life, and she started praying. Amen. She started yielding to God in prayer. And she was sharing about how her body was tired. But there was this matter. She said, no, I will pray. And when she started praying, she saw the energy came. You know, some people say, oh, let the Lord strengthen me. It's when you step out and start praying that that strengthening will come. Sometimes it doesn't come first. You you pray, it will meet you on the way. Jesus was already praying before the angel came and strengthened him. Am I communicating? You are living here with... Spiritual stamina, prayer stamina, prayer stamina. Are we together? Prayer stamina. We're gonna spend some time praying. And when we pray corporately like this, there'll be a rubbing off of something. And then you will leave here and you will see that your prayer life has just been ah, strengthened. It's just been strengthened. And when you start praying like that, you know what happens? One, you start having certainty. You are sure of certain things. You know we're always confused. Oh, oh, oh! You, you start. There's, there's this assurance. Are you understanding me? Boldness. This quarter, the Spirit of God is betting something new in your life something new in your life. And that's why the spirit of grace and supplication is coming upon you. And when you are praying, nobody might see. But when the reward of prayer starts showing, they will see. That's what I read in the morning. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6. I'll read verse 4. I'll read verse 6. And I'll read verse 18. In verse 4... Now, it tells us about the three things that God rewards openly. Jesus was teaching, alright? And he talked about three things that God rewards openly. And how they are connected. One is giving. Everybody say giving. He said, that thine arms may be in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall what? Reward thee openly. What does openly mean? It means that to be in public your results will be in public view. Verse 6. Because 4 was talking about giving. Verse 6 now enters prayer. It says, But you, when you pray, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret, again, he says what? Shall reward thee openly. That means there is a reward in praying. This quarter, get the reward of prayer. There's a reward in praying. Amen. That means praying pays. Are we together? Prayer pays. Glory to God. Then verse 18 was talking about fasting. So he was teaching them about giving, prayer, and fasting. Thou that That thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. It's time for your open reward. It's time for your public reward. Amen. Openly. It will be obvious that no God has blessed that person. God has I don't know what your name is. God God has blessed. God has blessed. God has blessed. God has blessed. but when you were praying nobody was seeing it nobody was seeing it sometimes some people might even be around you and say uh-uh. <laughs> what are you wasting your time praying like this you know um, I think what Reverend uh, told us a story about three ministers that we know you know he mentioned their names um, I think Pastor Damina was one of them Enenche and uh, Talena. Ebel Paul Enenche, and what uh, was his first name? Joshua Talena. The ministers of the gospel. That They were all living in one house when they were younger. And there was a man that was accommodating them. The story had it that they will be spending hours praying, and you'll be wondering why are they wasting their life? Years have passed. Now the man came to this pastor that is sharing the story with us and said, He wants to learn how to pray. Because look at these people, their lives have all gone forward. Amen. If he knew, he would have been praying with them at that time. I'll end with this. I used to go out in my campus to pray. One of those nights I went out to pray. I lay down. It's not a place that cars normally pass, you know. It was within campus. So I was just lying down praying. And I didn't know a car was coming. I didn't even know a car was coming. A vehicle was coming. No question is, what does vehicle be doing there by that time in the night anyway? So but I didn't know a vehicle was coming. So the next morning, I met—I was just in my first year. I met um, a colleague; he's an engineering student also, but he's a year ahead of me. And they had this uh, fellowship of Christian engineers. He was a leader, so they are the ones that are trying to help us, you know, settle down in school, you know, if you're a believer, all those kind of things. So he said to me, "No, no," he called me and said, "I didn't like what I saw yesterday." I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, what did I do again? Yes, do mean? Then he said, were you not the one praying at so, social place yesterday? I said, yes, I went there to pray. He said, a car came and you refused to leave the road. The car had to pass through the bush and go. I don't like that kind of fanatism. I apologized. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I didn't even know the car came. He said, no, no, I don't like that that kind of that what kind of prayer is that we all finish school university finished you know god just god just has his way of doing things oh? <laughs> nobody can set up things more than god do <laughs> it happened that the day i was setting up a business that year this would have now been, you will finish school. This would have been 2003 or so, you know. I was setting up a business. We started at 2003, yeah. So 2003, we were setting up a business. And this young man came into town. He had finished long before, he had finished before me. So he came to Port Hakot to look for a job. That day, because of the business I was setting up, I had two million naira in my boots. The Kinchima. I saw the wife. Okay. The husband was the one driving me. They were not married then. He was the one driving me. There was two million in the boot because we're buying things. I don't carry two million in my boot again. Amen. I don't need to. So, there was two million in my boot. In 2003. Amen. (laughs) And we were buying things. So, that day, we now saw him on the road. So he said, ah, ah, so we picked him. I said, where are you going to? I said, I'm going to my office. Okay, you just join me. So we drove to the office. My office was psychiatric road at that time. So we came upstairs, and he was looking around. He was looking around. So, it didn't occur to me at that point. We were just talking. I was happy to see him. You yes, understand? Hey, how are you? This. Is, what are you doing now? I said, looking for a job. This and that. As he entered the office and looking around, he said, "How? How did you get all these things? <laughs> how did all these things happen?" As he asked the question, the Holy Ghost made me remember. You yes, understand? As he asked the question, I said, "It was that prayer we were praying." In the bush. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. I just had, it was that prayer that we're praying in the bush. Amen. That's how these things happened. So, you might look unreasonable praying now. But it's just a matter of time. Amen. God will reward you openly. I said God will reward you openly. Alright, so I want us to pray. You know, we started the prayer in the morning. I just want us to continue along that line. That I, I put it this way for everybody to understand it. In the realm of the Spirit, everything is now. I hope you know that. That's why faith is now. Are you understanding Okay. So when you, um, you are praying in the realm of the Spirit, you can enter the month of May and set it up in prayer. And then come out of prayer and sleep and wake up tomorrow in time and enter the month of May. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, this month of May that is starting tomorrow, fix it. Amen. I say fix it. Amen. Amen. You, fix it. you fix it. You fix it. You fix it. You will say, Father, I want to fix me. Amen. As I'm praying in tongues now, I'm arranging the month of May in the realm of the Spirit. Then you start praying in tongues. Amen. You start praying in tongues. <laughs> I was telling someone, I said, if the Holy Ghost opens your eyes to how things are done, you'll be amazed. As you start praying in tongues, le, le, le. it might not look like anything is happening, but the Holy Ghost just started you from 17th of May and started coming back. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I was like dredging the road. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. To first. Then the front go back to 17 and start moving to 31st. Amen. It's like a tractor is moving in the realm of the Spirit. Clearing the way. How do you think John the Baptist came to prepare the way for the Master? It's not just preaching, no. It was in prayer. So he functioned from the wilderness, spending time praying. Then Jesus came and joined him from where he was and continued praying. Amen. And ministry of three and a half years has impact for 2,000 years. So you will arrange me. You are about to arrange me. How you can use 30 minutes and arrange 30 days is amazing. How you can use 6 hours and arrange 1 year is amazing. And then as you are praying, some of you, pictures will come to your heart. Words will come to your spirit. You will speak them forth. In this short time, we're going to pray. You'll be energized. Take advantage of it. Amen. Don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. You'll be praying. Don't be quiet. You'll be praying. You'll be praying. You'll be praying. You'll be praying. praying. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will remind you that this thing you did now, that's why this one happened. Are you ready? Stand on your feet. Amen.